This is The Other Side of Midnight with Frank Morano. They're running a strange program, y'all. Now, here's Frank Morano. This is The Other Side of Midnight. I generally enjoy seeing uh, Marlena Schiavo and uh, having her on the show and starting my day. Well, it's not really starting my day. It's kind of ending my day with her because she she's very intelligent. She has a diverse amount of uh, interests. She's, uh, uh, you know, somebody that gives me a hard time when need be. She's uh, She's smart. She's witty. However, literally 40 seconds ago... Uh, we're talking about this this gray streak that I have in my hair. And I said, oh, all right, maybe I should go back to using this gray reducing shampoo. And Marlena says, no, uh, the nice thing to say, I would have thought she would say something like, oh, no, that gray streak looks great. It's distinguished. You don't look at all like a skunk. Instead, she says, oh, why don't you just dye your hair? That is not at all <laughs> the reaction that I was uh, was hoping for. You, you really think I should dye my hair? Calm down, Cruella. It. I don't think that you need to dye your hair. I think that um, you mentioned your gray streak, by the way. And yeah, you, I, I think. Uh, and it, I was surprised to hear that there's something called a, a gray reducing shampoo. I never heard of that. I just said, well, why wouldn't you just dye your hair if yeah. that's the case? Well, what, I don't know because I could do with a little bit less of a pronounced gray streak. Well, it, just really quickly, you said the gray reducing uh, shampoo is expensive. What, 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 what would you consider expensive? I don't remember. I used to ask my wife to buy it, and she. Uh, she told me how expensive it was. This was two years ago, and then we stopped buying. I said, "Oh, we don't need that. Well, I'll just go gray." Speaking of your wife, yes. and, and she came home, and you said her 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 pleasure at seeing you was short lived because oh, yeah. of the state of the house. I totally agree with her. Okay, oh, I know you would. You guys are kindred spirits in the cleaning department. Yeah, and I I'm sure I've taken it to a whole other level, uh, but um. But it's not just about order and cleanliness. Well, no, it is actually, especially when you come home. The last thing you want to do is have more work. I know. You want to relax. Very clear. You don't want to be like, great, I'm going to pick this up. I have to wipe that down and do that. But but I will note, and I, I, I said this to Sid a while ago, and he was not accepting of it because, God forbid, you tell Sid anything negative that would reflect on him. But men can not, um, they can't multitask the way women can. They just cannot. Uh, you, you're you're like so focused so on Carmine, right? Hundred percent. And he's he's fed. He's he's safe. He's this right. that. Have a I, good time. I can't. I can't even think about picking up this thing in the corner and cleaning those dishes that he just. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, you you guys just can't do it all. You don't even want to know like it's, uh, how many things she listed within seconds that I had done incorrectly. If if you were to say uh, honestly, if you were to have said to me right before she came. List every single thing that's wrong in this house right now. I maybe could have come up with four things. All right, Carmine's toys are on the floor, and we should have put them away. She, within minutes, had 20 things that I, I had done wrong. And then, you know, she asked me what, at one point, do you not see this food here on the floor? No, honey, I, I don't. Obviously, if I saw that food there on the floor, are those crumbs, I would have cleaned them up. Uh, why is there a cup in Carmine's bathroom? Uh, bathtub, I don't know. There's a cup there. <laughs> Why is there a spoon over there? Because there's a spoon. I don't know. Oh, my God. And you men have all the same answers. I'm like, why is this pen on the counter? Because, and I'll tell you why I say stuff like that. Because I go through great lengths to make my house look like a serial killer lives there. Like, I've cleaned up the evidence and you'll never find it. And everything has to be in order because it makes life easier, right? So I have a category, a place, a thing for... If a pen is out, clearly there's a place for pens in my house, in the kitchen or in the office. So that pen belongs either there or there. So it shouldn't belong on a counter. And you know this. You live there. So why is it there? And you're sitting. It's not like you're on the phone and you didn't get to the pen, right? You're sitting. What if someone who happens to be in that area needs to use a pen? Then use it. And when you're not using it, All right. I, put I can't it argue with that. Away. I can't argue with that. But uh, anyway, I thought I was going to be praised to the high heavens for 
keeping our household Jesus afloat Christ. and for <laughs> our son being healthy and happy and for driving to the airport to pick up my uh, my wife on time. And no, I, w- I was not, none of Frank? those things. Oh, yeah. Why is there hand sanitizer all over the floor? <laughs> <laughs> uh, that you had high hopes. I uh, did. Very, very high but, hopes. Um, as go the best laid plans of mice and Moranos, mm-hmm. so be it. I, you know, uh, actually, four years ago yesterday, you and I were together mm-hmm. because Rachel and I were married and you were kind enough to come to the wedding as one of the guests. I did. And I was married three days before that, many years before that. So my, my 12-year wedding anniversary was on uh, Monday. Oh, however, We should have done a joint uh, anniversary thing. And, 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 well, we could not have done that because I was holed up. Um, working all day long on very last minute things. Um, and I mean, hold up I, all day. So that didn't work out. So um, we have cards that are unopened. Um, last year, we took it to the extreme. We opened our anniversary cards on Christmas. Really? Yeah. Well, well what did you do between September 20, I guess, 5th? Is mm-hmm. that, is that yes. and December 25th? Why not why open the cards? Three months to open a couple of cards. Just didn't get to it. Oh my. Our I cards know. are still not open. I though. mean, ours are still not open at this moment. Um, but, you know, the one thing I stopped doing, though, was feeling pressured to put something on social media. And I, you know, told him a while ago, too, like, you don't need to put stuff on social media because it really is a pressure cooker. In the beginning, like, you're like, oh, God, like a birthday's here. I didn't wish this person. But, but you're with the person. Right. So social media, the whole thing is ridiculous. Uh, you but- know, I, I, I agree with you, but yeah. let me explain just in what my thinking was. So I never oh, wait, did do. You, did you do that? Very minor. Very oh, minor. Okay. I put a wedding photo up and I said, you know, happy anniversary, basically. But um, I didn't gush for eight paragraphs about how, you know, uh, my wife is uh, incredible because I just I, the, stra- I don't need to tell strangers that she's incredible. I'll tell her she's incredible. Right. But anyway, the um, what happened was uh, all these other people posted a happy anniversary thing to us on right. publicly tagging both of us on Facebook. And I'm thinking, okay, all of our mutual friends are going to click on mine and not see any anniversary thing. And then I, when I woke up in the afternoon, my wife posted a, a, a happy anniversary to me and a happy National Sun's Day to our son. Mm-hmm. And she had a picture of the two of us. So I figured, okay, I should put up a, a wedding photo of the two of us and say happy anniversary. Well, I anniversary. didn't even see your anniversary right. thing. Uh, what made me think of it was a, another anniversary post. And and I'm thinking to myself, okay, that's fine. Like, I, I don't have a problem with it. But I have seen posts where people gush and then – to a person and say happy anniversary and that person the spouse doesn't even have a social media account uh-huh. which i find com- incredibly odd right and then I, but you know so i have this whole now i have a standard i almost want to like publish a standard of what you can I like that. and cannot put on social media so we've talked about food ad nauseum right but then this whole thing of can you you know your children no well, your children don't have social media accounts at least not yet and hopefully no time soon but you can gush about your child because you're a parent and you can – or a parent. Right, but don't address your child on directly. a social media platform that he's like, not on. I really want to wish you a happy birthday. You could say spent the day celebrating the, the blah, 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 blah. Same with parents even though you, your mom or dad or both have social media accounts. If you really want to say something about your parents, I feel like tributes are fine but like when you are just talking directly to someone who doesn't have a social media account, right. but I, I also find one other thing weird because I've seen this before Two couples who do a whole back and forth publicly oh. to each other. Oh, and, and I, it's Ridiculous. suspect to me. Oh, me too. I have always said um, prior to social media being a big thing, I have always said that when a celebrity gets a big award or something, that the minute this person needs to go on over the top mm. for a minute and a half about how in love they are with their wife or their husband, they are absolutely cheating <laughs> on that person or there's some sort of problem in their marriage because normal people don't need to do that. Go on a, on a press tour talking about how in love they are. And, but now that everyone has a platform, everyone does it on social media. They now have the ability to send out press releases announcing that they're in love with their wives. Right. I, I find it ridiculous. Uh, the, the birthday thing, everything along those lines. I, I really, I really do. I'm with you for the most part. I think on this one. Yeah.
It, it drives me a little crazy. But anyway, right. let's move if on. If you want to weigh in, weigh in on this, you can. Uh, and Marlena Shriva may take your questions on other subjects as well. We'll see. I have uh, one or two questions that I'm going to ask her about some matters that may be sensitive. 800-848-9222. That's 800-848-9222. You are um, an exercise enthusiast. I think I'm not going out on a limb and saying that, right? You're 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 yeah. up early. You're, you're sometimes you're responding to emails and texts because you're getting up at five a.m. to go on some uh, crazy workout. And 4 you're you're, you're yes. oh, four a.m. Excuse me. Um, I didn't want to overdo it, <laughs> but you're working out all the time. Well, I have to be at a class at five a.m. I can't get up at five a.m. So you're the five a.m. workout class yeah. type, right? And and obviously you're in great shape. Now there are a whole bunch of people that are in. Similarly great shape, but they're not doing the 4 a.m. wake up for a 5 a.m. exercise class. They're in great shape because they're taking Uzampic or Mujaro or one of these class of, um, uh, you know, I know there's a specific term, semi-glutides or something along those lines, this class of diet drugs. Right. And uh, a lot of people, including a lot of celebrities, are paying a lot of money if their insurance doesn't cover it, and they're getting Awfully svelte in a hurry, and I've known people that you that they could do before and afters that would just make you be in awe. Do you get upset with these folks that don't necessarily work out like crazy like you do? Maybe they work out a little bit or not at all, but now they're being being praised as having done this remarkable body transformation. Does that bother you that you've essentially, for lack of a better description, earned your physique whereas someone else is taking an injection for no i i don't i don't um you know compared to spare i don't really care care about that i didn't mean to rhyme that much yeah, but no i like that Good I, for you. Fair uh, to <laughs> I just um i i i find it like pathetic that people can't you know sort of just find a healthy way to um you know get thinner but that's not even my issue my issue com- comes from big pharma right so I, as soon as people started taking Ozempic, you, you had to know that there was going to be crazy side effects. There's just there's just no miracle pill. We've known this forever. I don't know if you remember Fen Fen back in the yeah. day oh, yeah. Yeah. and all the lawsuits that came out of that. I said when this came out, like, that's it. Next year, class action lawsuits coming your way because already – I I just so happened to be walking the other day uh, with a friend exercising and the people behind us – uh, were speaking so loudly that we could hear them talking about somebody they knew taking Ozempic um, who had major gastro issues and kept telling her doctor, this woman kept telling her doctor, I'm having like major stomach problems. And he kept saying to her, it's no big deal. Mm. You know, that'll go away. That'll go away. But now she has some like incurable gastro issue oh that she has to go see specialists for and cannot figure out. Like we heard this and overheard this entire conversation and my friend and I are just like, this is the most ridiculous so thing. So maybe if, Ozempic isn't or, and other. Well, Sharon Osbourne. I'm sure you right. saw that interview with right. her. She her, says she's she, too thin. She's well, so. not just that. She also said that the nausea goes on and on and on. Mm-hmm. She said, I never actually threw up. It just felt like I was always going to. Oh. But yet she endured it and lost 41 pounds and had no intention to lose 41 pounds. But I guess it's kind of like any other drug, right? Like you're high on that. Now, this new thing that came out yesterday talks about people getting um, intestinal blockages. Oh, boy. Sounds terrible. I mean, it is terrible. And there's something that Ozempic does to you um, that it like kind of holds the food in your stomach for longer so that you don't feel like well right of course but um if you were to have an emergency like and you had to have emergency surgery you might actually die because you have to stop taking ozempic if you were going to have any kind of surgery because like anything when you go under anesthesia you can't really have any food in your stomach and because it could come up and suffocate you so there's another thing. So don't make sure you don't do anything that would create an emergency surgery because then you might um, get suffocated by your own diet pill. So um, w- the latest is the, the happened yesterday is that people who are taking Ozampic are experiencing these intestinal blockages. Correct. Um, and so, you know, but the FDA is coming out with new warnings and new warnings. But what I don't understand is it, um, why does the FDA – get to 
just slap warning labels on something just just for the lawsuit's sake? I mean, what happened to just approving and disapproving, like disapproving and saying, like, this is not good for people, you know, but I don't think they're ever going to do that. I think people are making way too much money and then they're going to get sued for all that money. It, but, it, it's so funny but, that you mentioned that. Hold, hold that, though, because okay. I, I want to mention the financial aspect of this because okay. Lee Fang had a very interesting column on this. Do you read Lee Fang's work at all? No. He's really great. He's been a guest on the show many times. In fact, I invited him on next week to talk about this. We'll see if he comes on. But um, these celebrities, these physicians, these patient advocacy groups, these public health experts, even academics and a variety of community leaders that have appeared in all sorts of media outlets to tout the wonder of this new class of weight loss drugs, they've been doing so without disclosing their own financial ties to Novo Nordisk, right? So this pharmaceutical giant is the driving force behind an aggressive campaign to persuade Americans on the merits of this semaglutide, uh, the uh, diabetes and weight loss drug marketed under brand names like Ozempic and Wegovy. And, you know, we have talked about what this does before. But amidst this frenzy to cover this trendy new drug and a PR push by the pharmaceutical firms to promote the use of these medications, media outlets have completely failed to report on the risks that you some of which you just mentioned, the potential conflicts of interest. For instance, in the ongoing debate concerning insurance coverage from Ozampic, which currently costs approximately $1,300 a month, there was an ABC News story. It quoted only one physician, Dr. Deborah Horn, who advocated for Medicare to cover the medication. Okay, we can have a debate about whether they should or not. But the article omitted that Dr. Horn has received nearly a quarter of a million dollars from Novo Nordisk since 2020. And then Lee Fang goes into all of these other areas where the people that are promoting these drugs are making a ton of money. And the media outlets that are covering these folks aren't disclosing that they're they're making money. You know, I said the other day on uh, another radio program that I thought all of these retired generals that are on cable news advocating for more and more war, they should disclose which defense contractors they're being paid by. I feel the same way with these medical experts and other so-called And that's exactly how I felt during this the whole vaccine mandate um, charade, these people going on um, cable news touting it no one ever 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 talking about the side effects and no one ever talking about the fact that people were so like enormously um you know persuaded against johnson and johnson which was the only of vaccine of the three that wasn't an mrna vaccine it's like it's like this to me was a giant human experiment no offense um and i couldn't believe how like Every drug you see, we all know the side effects, the side effects don't, um, you know, the side effects are always listed. Mm-hmm. You know, if you have this, if you have that, if you have the, but like not with never with the vaccine. It's perfectly safe. It's perfectly going to solve everybody's problems. And here we go. Yeah. So it, it's it, the same thing. No, I, I but, totally get it. I totally get it. Marlena Shivo is here. Um, you could follow her on all forms of social media at Marlena Shivo. It's Marlena, M-A-R-L-A-I-N-A, and then Shivo spelled like Terry Shivo, uh, S-C-H-I-A-V-O. And uh, you can uh, give us a call if you want to chat about any of the subjects we're talking about at 800-848-9222. That's 800-848-9222. Coming up a little later, Noam Layden has some other news that uh, that you can use that uh, you might not have heard about uh, that I think uh, is going to be very, very interesting today. He's got quite an interesting story selection. And then we'll do 15 seconds of fame towards the uh, towards the end of this hour. All right. 800-848-9222 if you want to comment on anything we're talking about, including, you know, whenever we've done the Ozempic discussion, people have very strong feelings about it. And we've heard from a number of folks that have actually taken taken the drug, even some doctors that have used this with unprecedented success. So you're welcome to, uh, you're certainly welcome to weigh in as well on that. Uh, Let me say hello to Charlie in Hell's Kitchen. Charlie in Hell's Kitchen, what is on your mind? Uh, Hi, Frank. Thank you for taking my call, both of you. What I wanted to ask you, I I know your feelings of Ms. Shivo aren't going to change about Donald Trump, but the question that I want to ask you is, do you agree or do you see things as I do that 
with respect to Trump haters and Trump supporters, that we really are in a position as country like the North and the South were in the 1850s, like shortly before the Civil War. Do you think that hostility and acrimony between large segments of the American population has reached that much of a fever pitch or gotten that bad? Or do you have a different perspective? What do you think? Are we, are we in uh, 1860, 1859? Well, yeah, the Civil War began in 1861. With no, I'm aware of that, but this is kind of the, the non-com before the storm. Right. So you're, uh, are yeah. we heading toward a Civil War? I mean, aren't we sort of – I feel like we're sort of in one. I mean, not physically, but definitely – um, so it sounds socially. like you, you agree with Charlie that the level of polarization in, in is... my lifetime, this is this is the first time I've ever seen the polarization this bad. Thank you. A, a non-shooting civil war. So you would agree that you, you think we're in a non-shooting civil war as well? Uh, I do. And um, unfortunately, I think it's only going to get worse. Mm. Yeah, I, I before I, it gets I, better, if it gets better. I hope you're I both agree wrong. With you and I'm, I agree with both of you and I'm on the other side. I'm a Trump supporter and I, and I agree with both of you. Thanks. Uh, thanks, Charlie. Yeah, I do wonder. I think tribalism is a big problem in general, but uh, and it's even worse know. when you don't have a tribe. Yeah, same. You know, I don't I don't you know, I'm certainly not going to vote for Biden and um, I can't promise you that I'm going to vote for Trump. So I'm like a woman without a leader of a country. Yeah, I, I kind of uh, I, I totally empathize. But uh, one of the things that uh, studies have shown on this is that folks that um, are part of a group the most pushback they get is from the members of their own group. And I've experienced that. I I voted for Trump. And when I, I, you know, I do with Trump the same thing I try to do with everybody, which is analyze them honestly. When they do something that I think is great, I say so. When they do something I think is not so great, I say so. And then the slings and arrows that Mm. I get from the Trump people because I would deign to criticize him. It's it's amazing. Same thing if you're on the other side. You could say, oh, you know, I don't like Trump. uh, Don't like what he did. But you know what? What he did on the tariffs or his handling of, uh, you know, whatever, uh, the First Step Act, it's not a bad thing. Or something so simple if you laugh at um, some of the things he says. I mean, because he has a funny uh, way of saying things. And if you think it's funny... It looks like you're supporting him, and then that's a whole thing. I mean, you right. can't even laugh at right. somebody. No, it's crazy. Um, but you just made me come up with a new word in my head when what you said that? empathize, and you asked me earlier about Ozempic and you know how I feel about those people. Um, well, I cannot Ozempathize. Ah, I like it. I if like they it. have these problems, I can't Ozempathize. <laughs> I like okay? it. Eight hundred eight four eight ninety two twenty two. Steve is in New Jersey. What's on your mind, Steve? Hey, Frank. How are you? Good morning. Great show. Um, I was on semi-glutide for about three months. Um, a friend of mine who's a doctor recommended it. I had needed to lose some weight. Lost a ton of weight. But I had violent, you know, diarrhea, gastro, gastro um, problems for months after I stopped. It works, but it's not good for you. I had to stop, but I still have. My wife was ready to... To get rid of me, it was so bad. Really? Wow. Yeah, that's yeah. not exactly the picture that's being painted in much of the media. No, and I and I went to the doctor. I said I can't do this anymore. He goes, No, it's gonna it's gonna go away. It's gonna go away. It never went away. And I uh, I got dehydrated and deathly sick. And it um, I, I lost weight, but the byproduct is uh, really not worth it. I, yeah, I hear you, Steve. Uh, thank you. Appreciate you sharing that. 800-848-9222. Original Rick is in Original Jersey. Hello. Yeah, go on, Frank. Good morning, Frank. I had something in my mouth. Sorry. All right. What was um, it? I'm here. Right. What was in your mouth? Okay, well, about uh, Rachel coming home and how she reacted okay, to Okay, you didn't uh, want to answer that question. Okay, but go ahead. Uh, hello? Yeah, hello, Rick. Yeah, I don't know why you just dropped out. I don't understand. Neither do anyway, I, Rick. Neither do I. Go ahead. What's okay, here's, here's the deal. Um, what you need to do is bring Rachel over to my house just one time. If she doesn't crawl up and die right away, she'll never bother you again. <laughs> I mean, That's this, actually this is, not a valid argument. I mean, I get what you're saying, but people say that to me all the time. Like, if I go into someone's house because they they know how my house is, and they say, "Is this is this driving you crazy that this pile of mail is here, or this driving you crazy that this shirt is sitting over here?" and I said, 
Absolutely not, because I don't live here. Yeah, I, I hear you. Thank you, Rick. Uh, it's not a bad, uh, not a bad suggestion. Hey, uh, before Gnome Laden comes in, wanna, and we'll take your calls, 800-848-9222. Your guy, uh, Chris Christie, oh. was uh, in the presidential debate. You, you know, are you still on Team Christie? For a while you were, I, and uh, I don't know if you were I now. mean, I'm a little less Team Christie, gotcha. okay. but, but I do have one question before we get into okay. Chris Christie. I have a question about Chris Christie. Um, speaking of Ozempic, that is someone who is a candidate for Ozempic. And aside from, uh, you know, 150 pounds, I don't know what he has to lose by, <laughs> by going on it because he looks terrible. Because he's overweight. Correct. Yeah. Well, so you know what? I don't understand. I know he was having the uh, years ago, the lap band surgery. That was a the, million years yeah, ago. What happened with that? He really doesn't seem to have lost it's, It didn't weight. take. Yeah. Um, well, so anyway, he was in the presidential debate the other day, and uh, this is what he said on the subject of his former endorsee, President Trump. This is what he said. We need law and order back in our suburbs. People are threatened there. We need it in our rural areas. People feel threatened there. And we need it in Washington, D.C. also. And Donald Trump should be here to answer for that, but he's not. And I want to look at that camera right now and tell you, Donald, I know you're watching. You can't help yourself. I know you're watching. Okay? And you're not here tonight. Not because of polls and not because of your indictments. You're not here tonight because you're afraid of being on the stage and defending your record. You're ducking these things. And let me tell you what's going to happen. You keep doing that, no one up here is going to call you Donald Trump anymore. We're going to call you Donald Duck. Donald Duck. It, it is interesting that uh, he would pick that as kind of the nickname, which clearly he had scripted and thought about. So and scripted. I hate that. That's why I find these debates unwatchable for that reason. They. It's really, it's not about issues it's not about anything important it's about getting your pre-scripted lines in uh mike pence couldn't wait to talk about sleeping with a teacher for 38 years and uh uh christie had that donald duck line but if you were to pick disney characters that were representative of the other presidential candidates who would you pick aside from donald duck for instance oh so for donald trump or just for anybody no for anybody yeah. Okay. I I have a few ideas about who could be. Uh, well, first of all, I think uh, Mike Pence could be. Actually, I want you to pick. I'm going to read some Disney characters, okay. and I'm gotcha. going to and I have an idea of what uh, who would be assigned to each of these Disney characters. Um, okay. And I would like you to guess who I assigned. Gotcha. Okay. And see if we agree. Okay. So I'm going to go with. Uh, Vanellope from Wrecked Ralph. Okay, I, I don't know that I've seen. Um, That's th- okay. I'm going to describe her. Okay, um, a little bit of an oddball, and might be one of the most uh, beloved oddballs, um, aspiring, and um, receives admiration and respect from her community. And however, a lot of people in the race because she's a racer, uh, in the race, uh, treat her cruelly and make fun of her. Who um, could that be? Vivek Ramaswamy. No. No? Who is it? Uh, it is... Ron DeSantis? It is Ron, Ron DeSantis. Ron DeSantis. Okay, uh-huh. I got that. Okay. Okay, and, and I wanted him to be drag. That's why I made him a girl. Gotcha. Um, okay, Radigan from The Great Mouse Detective. I've never even heard of The Great Mouse Detective. Yeah, well, this, uh, this particular person... Um, is uh, a rare kind of villain that is so charmingly endearing that you kind of want to see him triumph, but you don't. But then again, you kind of do. That's Ramaswamy. That's Ramaswamy. Okay. okay. That, that's a good one. I like that. <laughs> yeah. Um, this one, Gaston from Beauty and the Beast. Um, okay. I'm okay. Thinking that is is that is that Pence? <clears throat> well, listen to the description okay. and you tell me. Uh, maybe. Unlikable and brutal, but he is also funny. Unwavering conviction that he is flawless, that he is flawless, very comical. Considering he is surrounded by sycophants who exist solely to praise him. Oh, is that Trump? That's Trump. Oh, okay. Gotcha. I'm not going with Donald Duck. Gotcha. I'm going with Okay. Yeah. Okay. No. Uh, Maybe you'll get this one. You're obsessed with naming this person. Um, Daisy Duck manages to withstand Donald Duck's outbursts of rage, which 
um, takes a certain unique person. So that's Pence. That's Pence. Okay. Yes, gotcha. yes, 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 yes. Give me one more. I am going to give you one yeah. more. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Uh, this might be kind of obvious, but we'll go with it. Um, Mirabelle from Encanto. Is that uh, Nikki Haley? Yes. Yeah. Okay. I, I see. It, I've seen Encanto. That that is very apt. I think. Well, can I say the yeah, description? Please. It's a regular girl living in an exceptional world with no special power. Power. And she struggles to fit in. I, I think that is pretty on the money. All right. Marlena Shivo's here. Noam Layden's here. Uh, he's going to give us some news that you can use in a moment. This is The Other Side of Midnight. Straight ahead. The Other Side of Midnight with Frank Morano. With crime running rampant in New York, you need to keep yourself and your family safe. Obtaining your concealed carry firearm licenses can be difficult and time-consuming. That's where MyFirstPistol.com comes in. They'll help you secure your concealed carry license. If you're looking for a pistol, premise, rifle, or shotgun license, call 347-559-7052. 347-559-7052. You must have a valid firearm license issued by the NYPD to purchase, possess, or shoot a handgun or pistol in NYPD. I see. Hi, it's Ernie Anastas. You know, your thoughts can affect how you feel, and how you feel can impact your thoughts. Addressing your mind and body connection is the key to improving your overall wellness. Bergen Newbridge Medical Center is the largest hospital in New Jersey, providing comprehensive, equitable, compassionate, and high-quality emergency inpatient and outpatient medical care, plus mental health services and substance use disorder treatment. The Bergen Newbridge team can address your total health needs in one convenient location. Call 201-225-7130 for an appointment or newbridgehealth.org. It's The Other Side of Midnight with Frank Morano. Seventies Donald Trump theme song, Disco Duck, one of the great novelty songs of all time. Uh, Rick Dees, one of the great radio professionals of all time. I believe he's actually in the Radio Hall of Fame. Somebody that should be in the Radio Hall of Fame is our news director, Noam Laden. Well, that's very kind of you. I mean that sincerely. Are you? Uh, were you a Rick Dees fan, or are you a Rick Dees fan? I know who he is. He was a famous uh, Los Angeles DJ. Yeah, right? yeah, but he had kind of a nationwide following as well. So I guess the answer is no. Yeah. No, okay. Fair I mean, enough. I know who he is. Yeah. Fair enough. Well, you like Disco Duck. Of course. That's a great doesn't song. doesn't like Disco Duck. All right. What is in the news that, uh, that, that Marlena and I can comment you on? You know... This story has been uh, coming out over the last couple of days. It is about Cher and her son, Elijah Blue. Ah. I find this story very interesting. So there's been rumors around Elijah Blue, who uh, Cher and Greg Allman, the uh, singer from the Allman Brothers, had together, that he's been drug addicted for years. How and, old of uh, a guy is he, ballpark, uh, do we know? He is in his 30s. In his 30s currently. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So he is um, – Was we're finding out about this because he was married. And he and his wife were trying to work out their marriage. They were having issues. And while they were doing this 12-day thing inside a hotel room trying to work out their marriage, apparently four men came in and kidnapped Elijah Blue and took him apparently to a drug treatment center. And she has said, now they are not married any longer, Elijah Blue's ex-wife is saying she is positive Cher is behind this kidnapping. She has not spoken with Elijah Blue. This took place last year. Since this took place, uh, she thinks he's in a drug treatment center. What's interesting is they've gone to Cher to get comment from her, and she's made no comment either way. So you would think... If she was not behind this, right. she yeah, would of course say, not. yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, and, and, you know, as parents, you can understand uh, you would do anything to save your kid if you think they're drug addicted and might include 
kidnapping them from a relationship that she thought wasn't great. And maybe that's what's going on here. But it's awfully interesting. Everybody's trying to guess what Cher was up to. Was she behind this? Uh, Is Elijah Blue in drug treatment? He's been in drug treatment over the years. Uh, So we'll follow the story. What is the judgmental Twitter mob saying about whether or not this was appropriate on Cher's part if she did have her son kidnapped to get him off drugs? With Cher, she's become sort of so political, right? She's very uh, identifiably liberal. So, you know, people always look at at that through that prism, right? And they can't use. So it's hard. It's hard to know. But I would think a lot of conservatives who may not like her because of her politics, they would be also anti-drug. And all for doing what you have to do to get your children yeah. off drugs. I mean, you would think so, right? Parents could understand so, this. Yeah. Say, hey, well, I'm going to do what I do. I'm not sure how I feel about it, but I, I don't think – I mean, again, he, he's an adult, but I don't think I have a problem with that. I mean, uh, right? I mean, I mean, maybe you shouldn't have adults kidnapped, but I mean, I don't know. Well, I don't know. I think parents go to great lengths to save their children. I mean, it's – Even if they're in their 30s. Yeah. Your yeah. uh, kid's the, always your kid. Your kid's, yeah. yeah. But again, I guess it becomes a, a question of – do you have a right to have your own adult child kidnapped, even if it's with noble intentions? I don't even know if it, it, it comes down to whether or not you have a right, but you, you know, in, you just have an obligation as a parent to do anything you can to help your child. So you, any kind of other logic outside of that kind of goes out the window, I think. Yeah, yeah, I think that's right, too. I, I just wonder, I mean, let's say in our case, one of our parents took issue with, um, you know, a, an area of behavior in our own lives that we think is fine, but they obviously think is very problematic. Not inconceivable that uh, my mother could think I have a drinking problem or a gambling problem. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but I don't, I don't think my vices give merit to her having me kidnapped, and I don't think she should have me kidnapped. What if this this Elijah Blue mm-hmm. feels the same way? He may. We haven't heard from Elijah yeah, Blue. Very so we just don't know. Well, I, we'll have we we'll ever heard from eye. Elijah Blue? Not we, really. We heard a lot from Chez over the years. Yeah, and even he's kind of gone somewhere. I, don't, I haven't really heard his name anywhere anytime recently. But he I did know. try to follow in his father's footsteps for a while. I don't know that that was so successful, and I don't in know what, what he's way? been doing since then as a musician. Oh, really? I think you mm-hmm. meant as a congressman. Um, <laughs> no, that would be Sonny Bono. Right. But oh, that's not I see. His dad. Gotcha, gotcha, his gotcha, dad gotcha. Is gotcha. Oh, okay. he tried to. Oh, I, gotcha. oh I'm sorry. Right, I, I thought, thought you were talking right, about Chaz. Me too. Right. Uh-oh. Okay. I I'm got like, lost. Oh, musician. right. He's the he. Right. All right. I'm, I'm, getting, I'm, getting, I'm getting dizzy. <laughs> okay. trying to follow everybody's gender here. What else is in the news? No. Um, I love uh, neighborly fights. I just find them so fascinating. And there's a new one out of here in New York City where this uh, family's holding a party in their backyard on a weekend night. And uh, the guy who lives next door has had enough. He thinks they've been too loud. Now, this is like a dinner party. This is not a raucous beer party where they're playing beer pong or something like that. It's family celebrating someone's birthday. Well, uh, he claims he went over to the house and told them to keep it down, and they didn't. So he pulled out a hose and started spraying them with a hose, um, and um, and – they tried to talk to this guy. He would, uh, as he was spraying him with the hose, saying, hey, stop doing this. And uh, the more they tried to convince him to stop, the more he sprayed them with this hose. Uh, at one point, he came over with a German shepherd, which they found very intimidating. Um, and so now they're you know, chasing each other, both sides, with a lawsuit, claiming you, know, you can't do this to your neighbor. But you hear these neighbor stories all the time. This is another example of one. I uh, I hate that because I make an effort to get along with all of my neighbors, even the ones that are particularly disagreeable, <clears throat> John Charles. But, um, <laughs> you know, it's very, very difficult at times that you should try to get along with these folks. I saw this headline. Was there a racial component to any of this at all? Uh, you know, there'll be some claim of a racial component here, but the person who uh, was on the other end of the hose, the guy spraying the hose, says no. It was just about okay. neighbors being too loud. All right. Well, uh, I we'll mean, hope they can work okay, it out. Okay. Like, it's a ridiculous story, and it's, it's, it's juvenile, but at least someone didn't take out a shotgun for right. once. Well, that's true. That's There's true. the silver lining. No? Yeah, that is the silver lining. That's true. You what want one more? I'm sure. Okay, so we now know more about this 10 and 11-year-old out of Florida who uh, their mom came to them and said, you know what, I'm taking away your phones because you're on them too much, and they were upset. So they stole her car, and the amazing part about this is they drove for 200 miles until police caught Whoa! up with them. A yeah. 10 and 11-year-old? Yeah, Whoa. yeah it was the 10-year-old who was behind the wheel, the Pretty 11-year-old in the passenger seat. Yeah. 
And the only reason they were pulled over is because police were actually looking for them. So apparently it wasn't because of their driving skills. Well, clearly they didn't get a ticket for using a cell phone while driving. <laughs> yeah. My that, goodness. Yeah, no, they didn't have that. Oh, uh, that made it, That was part of the reason it was hard tracing them is that they did not have their cell phones on them. Thank goodness. The mother yeah. did them a favor. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I wonder geez. if they're going to do a deep dive like and figure out why these kids know how to drive so well. Yeah. I mean, is it just luck? I don't think so. I don't I think, think it's so. just yeah. Florida. Yeah. yeah. There you go, Florida. Thank you, Noam. Yeah, sure. Have a good weekend. You too. I'll see you this afternoon at that awards ceremony. Oh, yeah. Congratulations, Congratulations to you. Right yeah. back at you. We'll, we'll tell people how it went a little bit later on. Hopefully there's an open bar at that. Um, all right. Uh, Marlena, I, I mentioned the um, – I don't know if you were listening on the way in, but I mentioned the situation at that pink concert with that oh, circumcision I did. protester. I did. Joe Biden – was interrupted by a climate protester in Arizona, and uh, he was giving a speech in praise of John McCain. Here was the here's what President Biden said, and I'm curious what you think of his response and what this portends for future protests. Here's President Biden being interrupted at the McCain Center, whatever it's called. I'm not being dismissive. I just I don't know if that's what it's called by a climate protester in Arizona. Not easy. It's not easy. Why have you yet to declare a climate emergency? He's saying, why have you yet to declare a climate emergency? Why don't you wait after... Hang on a second. Hang on a second. I'll be happy to meet with you after I speak, okay? Why have you yet to declare a climate emergency? Well, I tell you what, if you shush up, I'll meet with you immediately after this, okay? But democracy never is easy, as we just demonstrated. What did you think of how President Biden handled that? I I think he did an okay job of handling it. Um, I'm more... uh, annoyed by the protester because climate is your first issue. What about the border? I'd be screaming, if, if I were a protester type, I'd be screaming about the droves of people coming across the border. Well, look, I'm not um, going to say that people shouldn't worry about the uh, climate. It's a big issue for, um, it's a big issue, period. But what my issue with What would a climate is, emergency entail, though? Well, what I, would you end up doing? I, I don't know, honestly. But my issue with this is President Biden is now rewarding this person who was rude with a private meeting with the president over. I mean, there are a lot of people. But did he actually meet with him? I don't know. I don't know. But now if you're when Biden comes to town, I mean, I have I pride myself on my decorum and civility, but I have a lot of issues I'd like to talk with President Biden about. What why wouldn't I just crash whatever speech he's given now and just start shouting loudly in the middle of his speech? Because clearly this is what President Biden does. He meets with people that are that are the shouters. Well, we don't know if he met with him. I think it, it, that was his only tactic in getting the guy to stop interrupting him because he wanted to get through his speech. I would I want to find out if he actually met. with So him. do I. I bet you. He hit someone from his camp said, you know, the president um, had another issue and had to move along and blah, blah, blah. So you handled you think he handled it fine. though? I think he did anything he could to make this guy stop. talking. Okay, maybe that's reasonable. I I hope you're not going to be upset about this. Um, But, you know, you we've talked before. You produce Governor Andrew Cuomo's podcast. Yes. And, you know, I'm not a fan of Governor Cuomo, but I'm a fan of yours. So I kind of follow what you're up to. And I do think there's some great episodes of this podcast. I've enjoyed his interviews with uh, people like Kellyanne Conway, Governor Patterson, uh, Vivek Ramaswamy, uh, Ben Chavis, a lot of other folks. And I was dumbfounded last week when he claimed that these vaccine mandates, these mask mandates, the closures of businesses – were voluntary, and I did a whole half hour on this that I'm not going to repeat, but apparently I am not the only person that noticed this. And given the things that you've said about the COVID restrictions, I'm very curious to get your take on not only what the governor said, but uh, the commentary that Megyn Kelly did on her podcast on this front. Here's Megyn Kelly ripping Governor Cuomo about the what he claimed were voluntary restrictions. Listen to this. You weren't allowed to dance during COVID. Couldn't offer 
in New York State, New York City, you couldn't have a dance studio. It wasn't allowed. And I actually went back and just pulled the New York Times article on some of the complaints in that particular industry, just as one example. And it was talking about how frustrating the existing guidelines were, that they seemed to conflate dance studios with gyms, and gyms had a much longer period in which they were not allowed to open at all, but dance studios were also ordered closed for a period. One studio owner received clearance to reopen from the Department of Health. Another called the Department of Health and was told she could not open her dance studio. Another reopened and was shut down by the city sheriff's office. So what would happen, Andrew Cuomo, if anybody tried to defy your executive orders was the sheriff would show up. People were not free to disregard your vaccine, mask, or business or school closure mandates. They had to comply. It was not some miraculous hand-holding, let's unify and bow down to the dear leader in Albany moment. And the nerve, Matt, to suggest otherwise on camera, on the record. So, Marlene, obviously, you know, you're you know, you don't necessarily agree with Andrew Cuomo on on everything or anything for that matter. But given the things that you've said about the covid restrictions, I have to think you were you were just going crazy listening to the governor say that. Curious what you thought about what the governor said. And I'm curious what you thought about Megyn Kelly's response there. Well, OK, so I was in the room and I. I was so focused on Lena Wen, um, Dr. Wen, because um, she she rolled back so much of what she said during COVID. I thought that her uh, response was great because she actually was like Maya culpa. You know, the 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 science community, you know, is responsible for a lot of these sort of mis you know conveying uh, opinions as facts, and that and that other people were. Um, you know, silenced. She actually said that. And I was so um, amazed that she was able to like pivot and admit that they went overboard, the science community, whatever. Uh, Governor Cuomo didn't say anything about vaccine mandates. Um, he didn't mention that at all in the in the podcast whatsoever. All he said was, um, it, you know, I, I say wear a mask and you say I won't. Well, I can't make somebody wear a mask and I can't make somebody uh, close their business. Um that's true. You can't make somebody wear a mask, right? So you like Governor like Governor Murphy, right? The, his argument was because I was in New Jersey when all of this was going on. His argument was, well, if you don't want to send your kids to school in a mask, your option is to not send them to school and they can learn remotely and then they could um, you know, you could homeschool them. None of these are obviously good options, right? So you felt painted into a corner, right? To do something that, no, was not voluntary. But if you think about the words being said, he's saying, I can't make you wear a mask. He didn't. How, how can you? He didn't show up at people's houses putting masks on their faces. Right. I mean, I, I guess it's the restriction on freedom of movement to do things like tra- take a bus or take a train or go into a public place without a mask. That right, is a de facto about, restriction. But if you think about it, when he says... Wear a, I say wear a mask and you say I'm not going to. Well, I can't make you wear a mask. That is a true sentence, right? I suppose it is. I suppose <laughs> it is in that instance. But I, I do wonder the people that were fined because they tried to open their businesses or they were accused of trying to open their businesses. I just wonder if they viewed that uh, lockdown as mandatory, uh, excuse me, as voluntary. I certainly don't think they did. Well, you know, I, you know, as time went on and they got dragged out and you know my feelings about all of that, restrictions just got um, more restrictive, right? Mm -hmm. And so, yes, they did control your movements and you, you could choose not to comply with these um guidelines that turned into mandates that turned into executive orders you know but um which none of them were really law if if i'm not mistaken right they were like there was a that was a weird blurry yeah, line across true. the country it was a weird blurry line right but it, the focal point is on him because he was nationally being recognized um i think that in the beginning maybe um you know, when these things were just sort of like unfolding before they had all of these guidelines, um, perhaps that was the time he was referring back to and he wasn't going into um, the mandates. Uh, I, they I, never I, actually talked I about it. I think that, I think that's a stretch. Uh, Marlena, uh, we're going to have to end it there. Thank you very much. Appreciate everything. We'll do this again soon, I hope. Uh, we will. Wonderful. I hope. Happy anniversary uh, to you and Ditto. Eric.
and good luck to Rachel Thank and you. your messy home. We will need it. All right, 15 seconds of fame in a moment. 800-848-9222, straight ahead. The Other Side of Midnight. Side at midnight with Frank Morano. Trying to get out. Just follow me. I'll get you. You can try and read my lyrics off of this paper before I lay them. But you will take the sting out these words before I say them. Cause ain't no way I'm gonna let you stop me from causing man. When I say I'm gonna do something, I do it. I don't give a damn what you think. I'm doing this for me. So the world this is Eminem, not afraid. And um, I will tell you, finally, the common thread of all of the bumper music that you have heard today, which is going to be posted in our Facebook group in a moment, just go to uh, facebook.com slash groups slash Radio Morano, is that these were all the songs that we played on our very first show three years ago today. This is the exact same playlist as three years ago today. So there you have it. All right. Meantime, we will end this week. Well, actually, we're just about out of time, so uh, we'll we'll skip the great sound, or we'll just give a few folks an opportunity to comment for 15 seconds. Russell, what's on your mind? To the gutless windbag, MTA Mike, the Mook of Myrtle Beach, and Rockville Center, stop using fake names to spew the greasy nonsense you're ashamed to claim as your true self. Joe! Frankie, don't do it. Don't tie the hair, man. Don't lift the lie. You'll, you'll be sorry with yourself. Thank you, uh, gentlemen. I'm sorry we didn't have more time. And lady, uh, that slams the lid on things for today. God willing, I will be back on Monday. Frank Moreno, good day. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com.